Welcome to Victorious Living. So now let's go to the yoke. Let's talk about, let's, let's examine the yoke just for a moment. If we don't know what the yoke is, we will not recognize the yoke as a yoke. We will recognize it as, well, this is just something that happens to people in this lifetime. So we have to know what is the yoke. So what did we say the yoke was? The yoke is the oppression. Welcome to Victorious Living with Pastor Charles Cowan. Today, Pastor Cowan shares with us, Does God Oppress His Children with Sickness? We invite you to stay tuned to today's program. If you can't, we invite you to visit our website at victoriousliving.org. There you'll find other audio and video resources to help you in your Christian walk. And now here's Pastor Cowan as he shares, Does God Oppress His Children with Sickness? So what did this anointing do? The anointing that cleansed lepers, healed the sick, did miracles in the Old Testament, was now in the earth bodily, in bodily form in the man Jesus. He bore sin's penalty on the cross. The anointing destroyed the yoke that Satan had on people because of what happened in the garden. He came to break the yoke of the oppressor. When I said, yes, Jesus, come in. Yes, Jesus, I believe. Yes, Jesus, I, I receive. That anointing begins to flow. And it begins to break the yoke of oppression, the yoke of worry, the yoke of sickness and disease, the yoke of poverty, all of these things. When I yield to this anointing, instead of waiting for God to do something, use what God has put in us. Amen. So just as the anointing did under the old covenant, Jesus came to show in bodily form that he is the same in the New Testament. But there is a difference. Number one, he came to bear men's sins, sicknesses, diseases. The anointing in the Old Testament did not provide for the uh, for the cross, it took Jesus in bodily form to address that issue. And so, uh, okay, now let's read in, uh, where, what am I reading? Where am I reading here? Somewhere, Hebrews, Hebrews chapter one, uh, verses eight through 12. But unto the son, he saith, God's talking. Unto the son, he saith, thy throne O God is forever and ever a scepter of righteousness, a scepter of thy kingdom. Now he's talking about authority. Verse nine, thou hast loved righteousness and hated iniquity. Therefore God, even thy God has anointed thee with the oil of gladness above thy fellows. God anointed Jesus with the oil of gladness above thy fellows. He came as a man above thy fellows. Verse 10, and thou Lord in the beginning has laid the foundation of the earth uh, 
and the heavens are the works of your hands. They shall perish, but you remain. And they all shall wax old as, do, does, as does a garment or doeth a garment. And as a vesture shall thou fold them up and they shall be changed. But thou art the same. Talking to Jesus now. But thou art the same. What does it say? And thy years. What God did in the old He's doing through the new and he does not change. His will was to heal in the old and his will is to heal now in this dispensation in which we live. So we don't have a problem saying and, and, and agreeing with, well, that's right. But what's the order that causes the anointing to be activated in our life? We have to find out what that, what, that, uh, what that is, the order of activating this anointing that's on the inside of us. We can't come to, you know, and I say we can't, we can. A person should not just come to church and then do what they want to do the rest of the week where their relationship with God is concerned. You know, have their happy way. Maybe they're not out in broken, open sin, but just not including God in too. Monday through Saturday. But to come on Sunday, I'm going to keep preaching. And so far as the anointing that Isaiah spoke of, nothing has changed. He is the Messiah of the Old Testament saints as well as the Messiah of the New Testament saints. His work, talking about Jesus, his work in the new is the same as in the old, with the exception, Jesus becoming the Lamb of God. The New Testament has been enhanced, raised to a higher level in this dispensation than it was in the Old Testament. Why? Because the blood of Jesus has disarmed and disqualified what Satan came to do. This anointing is still destroying yokes and removing burdens as it always has and has the backing of the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus is the qualifier between the old and the new. Amen. Jesus paid it all. All to him I owe. Let me get it right. Sin had left a crimson stain. I don't know if I, but he washed me white as snow. Hallelujah. The blood is a sin, is a sin cleansing. Amen. Amen. And so this anointing is still destroying. Yokes and removing burdens as it always has and has the backing of the blood of Jesus. So now let's go to the yoke. Let's talk about, let's, let's examine the yoke just for a moment. If we don't know what the yoke is, we will not recognize the yoke as a yoke. We will recognize it as, well, this is just something that happens to people in this lifetime. So we have to know what is the yoke. So what did we say the yoke was? The yoke is the oppression. 
oppression, oppressor. And we could go in a lot of different ways there, but let's look at it. If we don't know what the yoke is, we will not recognize it as a yoke. A yoke in the scriptures, in a literal sense, speaks of something that connects two animals together to a plow or to a farming tool. On one occasion, Jesus uses the word yoke figuratively in, in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 through 30. Listen, listen to what he said. Come unto me. Now, I want you to notice something in this. He didn't say, he didn't say, I'll come to you. He said, come unto me. So that puts me in a position of having to act. That puts me in a position of having to do something. And in that, we don't want to just wait for God to do something. He said, come unto me. If I said, Pete, that's this gentleman right here, come unto me. It would not be right if I come to him. Jesus said what? Come. Come. No, keep (laughs) seeking. How do we come to him? Because a lot of times people say, well, I'm just waiting for God to do something. I don't know what else he can do. Unless he can give you some wings and fly or something. I don't know. He said, come to me. Come, come, come to me. If you never pray, TV's your guide. You got got a problem. I have a problem. When the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, I have a problem. Because, you know, even if you watch, well, I only watch religious programming. Well, what in the world is religious program saying? You know, that, that don't really mean anything when you say I'm watching religious programming because religion comes up with some stuff. It, it comes up with something that fits the agenda of man. It fits the intellect of man. But when Jesus said, come unto me, leave your religion behind. Put your intellect aside and get your mind on me and get your mind on my word. Now come to me. Come unto me, what? All ye that what? Labor and are heavy laden. Are you burdened today? Are you oppressed today? Waiting for God to do something for you? Let's, let's, uh, let's challenge our own selves to do what he said. Come unto me. He didn't say, think your way to me. He, 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 all of the things that could go into how the human mind works. I mean, you, how many of you believe today that God is smarter than we are? And so he said, come unto me. 
So when he says, come unto me, he says, come and see who I am. Come and see how I do things. Come and see how I love you. Come and see how I protect you. Come and see what I've done for you. Come and trust me. Come unto me. And so, you know, even if a person could quote the Bible, which I can't, from uh, Genesis to Revelation, I don't know if anybody can or not, but even if they could, if they don't just come with a humble spirit, with a humble mind, amen. amen. Come unto me, let's read the verse, Matthew chapter 11. Come unto me, all ye that are oppressed, all ye that, are, that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Wow. Verse 29, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. What happened in school when you didn't learn? She failed. You know, she didn't do like I did one time. I got an F on one of my subjects, but I had a pen. It's our hope that today's message, Does God Oppress His Children with Sickness, has ministered to you. We invite you to come visit us at our website, victoriousliving.org. There you'll find audio of today's sermon and different resources and materials that can help you in your Christian walk. If you would like to request a free CD copy of today's message, you can do that by calling 1-800-842-7896. Again, that number, 1-800-842-7896. If you'd like to receive a free CD copy of today's message, please request Offer 27. Today's special offer number is 27. From Pastor Cowan and the congregation of Faith is the Victory Church, we'll be looking for you next time on Victorious Living.